season two, The Wait. Welcome back, welcome back, and one more time, welcome back. Welcome to Never Judge a Brook by its cover. I'm your host, Brooke, and you are stepping into season two with me. Okay, season two. Just think about it. Like, just almost a year ago, we were doing Bear season one. I done did the summer season. I mean, it's been so many seasons, but now we are here at season two, and I already know it's going to be a great season. Number one is because two is my favorite number. I mean, not saying I'm going to just finish this out, but I just love the number two. I was born on the second day of the first month, and so, you know, I am just obsessed with that number. So season two, I've already prayed about it. This is going to be a great one. You guys are in for a treat. So I'm so happy to have y'all back. I'm so grateful to be behind this mic again. Y'all don't understand. Like, I'm just so happy to be myself again. And we're going to get into that today. But I'm just so happy. So thank you for tuning in. Although it's this new season, we got the same energy, the same realness, and we are continuing to be our bare selves and be raw. So the impact of season one was crazy. We finished our numbers with like almost two or no, not almost 2000 plus listeners. Um, So I'm so grateful for everybody tuning in, sharing with your mama, your auntie, your uncles, your friends. I'm so grateful. Um, Not only one thing that me and my team, we always say that it's not about the fame, but it's about the impact. So if I can just impact one person, I feel great. So it seems like I'm impacting and people continue to come back and listen. I hope I'm not badgering everybody to listen. I feel like I'm always posting about my podcast now. But hey, you here, you tuned in. So I know that you know what's about to go down. So I'm so grateful that you tuned in and I am so grateful that you guys helped me succeed a lot of goals for season one, but season two could only get better. So we bringing back new, we bringing back old, but we coming with new, we coming with fresh. Um, I really want you guys to check out the Instagram page because your girl has been a video editor. Okay. They tell me that videos is the way to go. I've been putting out them videos. So definitely check them out. But, um, I just want to say thanks, seriously, like a genuine thanks for everything with this season, with summer season. If you haven't listened to some of the episodes, you will get your life in a lot of them. Please go back and listen. All right, let's go ahead and get into the show. So like I mentioned, it's been a summer. It's been a season. It's been a year. <laughs> I feel like I've been stuck in pandemic world of 30,000. 30, um, since the last time you guys heard my voice, I was living in Hyattsville, Maryland, and my very first grown-up purchase, my very first apartment, and I'm so grateful for that apartment. It taught me so many lessons. I really, really hit um, a new stage in life there, and so like leaving it was just, I guess it was sentimental to me because I never had anything on my own where I was able to do stuff on my own. And when you have your own bills and stuff like that, you really adult quickly and you learn quickly. So um, I was grateful for the experience. But now I'm in D.C., Okay, D.C., I'm in D.C. So no more Maryland, no more trying to false claim D.C. I'm actually here. I'm so grateful. Um, As most of you know, I'm a grad student. 
And so the commute from Maryland to DC was just a lot. Like it was a lot. It took me, especially I take public transport. It took me two hours to get back and forth. Like that's way too much. So, you know, press down, shake it together. We prayed me and my family and I got here to DC. And so, so I'm still growing, still becoming my best self, still learning more and more about myself every day. Um, but that is a little bit about me and what's been going on in my life. And so now we are transitioning to my favorite segment, which is selfie care. Okay, so it's fall. Okay, so we need to know the skin routines, the shop, the shopping sprees, the hot chocolate and the movie dates. Girl, what are you doing to take care of yourself in this season? But I do want to start this season off by explaining the importance of self-care for me. So I feel like season one, I was a little lax about it. And I was just like, yeah, send us a selfie. People were sending in pictures of them getting their toes done, their nails done. You know what I'm saying? And I enjoyed that. I loved it because, yes. But for me, I think even in this last season in my life and this new version of adulthood, it doesn't just look like that for me, which is like taking, getting my nails done and stuff like that. It is when my mental health is in a safe place for the day. And I understand that that cannot always be a selfie, if that makes any sense to anybody else. So it's the times when I got to crawl out of bed or a dark place and be able to find joy in the small things. And so I'm taking a picture because I pulled myself out of bed. I was like, girl, you got to get it together today. And that's when I did my self-care. So I want that to be like, no, my this selfie care is not just like, okay, well, Brooke is my friend and she wants me to take a picture, so I'm going to take a picture. It's more so of like, this is my selfie care because I'm prioritizing my mental health today. And even if you can't take a picture of that, it makes me feel good to know that you're doing it. So don't forget to take care of yourself. That looks like anything that prioritizes you, yourself, and the days that you can't even move, honey. If it's flipping the pillow to the cold side, because that's what's going to make you happy, make yourself happy today and any day. I just wanted to get that right for season two because I wanted people to know that it's just more than a picture, okay? It's really, truly taking care of yourself. Me and my cousins, we tend to have these calls every Monday and there are cousin calls. And basically, we just tell each other like what's going on. And our ages range from like 21 to like 40. Um, And so we all talk or whatever. And I remember asking my guy cousins, what are their self-care routines? And I didn't even know what I was talking about. So now I get on the calls and I'm like, well, what did y'all do for self-care this week? You know, like, did you did you go get a haircut? What did you do? So if you have a guy friend, make sure you check in on them because a lot of men, they don't tend to take care of themselves as well. And I realized that with my older cousins. So definitely, definitely take care of yourself. You know, prioritize your mental health because it can be daunting. You work every day to provide and help for the family. And although women provide too, men, you got to start taking care of yourself. You do, you do, you do. So for my selfie care this week, and I guess throughout, I did like a little shopping thing (laughs) and it was really because I needed some retail therapy, like needed it, like was in the house for a couple weeks, not talking to nobody. And my mom just sent me some money and was like, Hey, go shop. Like, I think that will get you at your funk. And even though it didn't get me out of my funk completely, you know, therapy, that's what we need to do. But it also made me feel good about myself in that moment. I wasn't thinking about my worries or my things that in that moment. So I did do a little shopping. And so 
just taking care of yourself. Make sure you do your selfie care. Now that you know what it is, now that you know what it's about, definitely tag us in your selfies. And even if you're not tagging us in your selfies, please take care of yourself because it is important to your mental health. Okay, we are in the second segment of the show called Real Life Politics. I'm going to do the jingle to bring it back because I love it. Real life politics, real life politics. We can't leave that out. You already know what it is. All right, so welcome to Real Life Politics segment. And there's so many political things that have been happening since the last time I spoke to you guys about politics. It's really bad. Like, it's so much stuff that has happened, like with imagery, that it's just horrible to even speak on. But this week in real life politics, we are going to talk about the lack of funding and the cutting of funding of HBCUs. So I really want to get into this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but I do want to talk about it because not only do I come from HBCU, which is what I speak on in undergrad, I talk about that all the time. I think they are the most important universities for any black person ever to be a part of. And I can speak on that because I now attend a PWI. Um, because you just lose so much culture when you are not immersed in your blackness. But we're not here to talk about my illustrious university. We are here to talk about how Kamala and Joe are, (laughs) I don't get it. They're not, they don't care about the funding. Now, I thought this was a joke because, you know, you see a lot of Instagram articles and a lot of people just stay on Instagram, but you have to fact check, which is one thing that I need to talk about for real. I hate when people like forward stuff about coronavirus on Instagram, but they never go to a .gov or a .org to go check it out. Yes, I'm talking to you. If you think I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. Please stop reposting without researching. <laughs> the two, they go hand in hand. Like you cannot read everything you see on Instagram or Twitter. I'm calling you out. So looking into President Biden's spending plan, HBCU funding is looked to be cut 45 billion in funding to only 2 billion in funding. What the hell are you doing, Joe? What are you doing? This messes with grant funding. This messes with everything. And if you do not know, HBCUs lack resources. They lack funding. And so what we need is funding. So for him to cut that and for homegirl to sit beside him, and say I'm a stick beside them and not speak up, it really bothered me. So one of the things that I did in undergrad is I would take a bus with a couple of students to DC, which is a full circle moment because I live here now. But we would come here and we would have a, a HBCU funding day where we would be able to talk to senators and like we all came from different HBCUs around the globe to speak on our institutions and why we think this funding is important and like to tell our own testimonies. And we had some people understand, some people didn't, but it was really a good movement. And I don't like Trump. I'm not even saying I love Trump, but he did sign for funding. So it's just like for them to cut the funding that is absolutely needed is ridiculous. And now that I attend H, I don't attend no HBCU anymore, but now that I attend a PWI, I'm able to notice the white people funding and baby it's funding. Okay. And it's because they're alumni. And so it really is built on systemic racism, which we can go into that on another topic, but it's really because not only do their alumni give back, but these colleges and institutions 
breed like maybe uh, what a couple hundred thousand kids like it's just they have so much resources and even now that I attend this school I've been able to go on like webinars with some of the latest and the greatest some of our professors at PWIs have been on like they have their own books they've been on talk shows they do this they do that like and majority of them are white I haven't had a black professor yet at my institution so this is all new to me um but let me tell you their funding is perfectly fine but we do need the resources in hbcus and because i live so close i will definitely be looking into the hbcu day of action to see what is next in this to request for more funding now this is just a a part of his plan it has not been signed yet into practice but i do hope that somebody will stand up and talk to him about the importance of funding that plan had a lot of other things in it but for this podcast I want to specifically talk about HBCUs and the funding that he has now cut in more than half so that is it for real life politics today I really hope that you enjoyed this segment if you have any comments or anything like that definitely email us DM us on our Instagram page because we would love to talk about HBCU funding with you And the importance, I'm not done, and the importance of why black people need this funding to be successful in their academic careers. All right, guys, moving right along. I've gotten my rant out. I was just really, really upset about that. But let's get into the show. The wait. Y'all, it is now time for you to get your wine, like I always say, get your coffee, go ahead and take this break. So just relax and get into this podcast because I have a lot to say. All right. So the wait, this episode and this subject is just so crazy for me and mind blowing because I think I spoke on it maybe at like a podcast meeting before I actually had to wait for something. And I was like, I definitely want to talk about waiting season or like people having to wait. And I was talking about it, which is so crazy to my team, but not realizing that God has ears too. And I really need to stop doing that because when I tell you I have been put through the fire, uh, definitely tried through the fire with this one. Because I have been waiting, okay? I have been waiting. Um, So some of you may think you know what it is about, but it's not. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, people may think it's something else. It is about your waiting season. So it's so crazy because my graphic designer did this beautiful flyer for the wait. And it's like got plants in it and it's very active. It's really cute. And, you know, that's not how the waiting season looks at all. It's not pretty, okay? It's just not pretty. So I'm gonna give you a backstory about my waiting period. And then I'm gonna just talk to you about how everybody I feel like has to go through a waiting period or you might even still be in a waiting period. Like I currently am still kind of waiting in my career, but waiting is just what it is. It's waiting. So the expectation of something always comes with a waiting period. So basically stating When you are waiting, when you're expecting something, you're always going to have to wait for it. It's not instant gratification. Like even when you work out, you might be expecting to look good, but that takes some time. So you have to wait until that new body comes in. So you can't expect instant gratification when you're in expectation. 
So I told y'all I'm in my new place, and now everybody thinks it's so cool. You know, if I post an Instagram picture with my keys up, people are going to think that's even cooler. But nobody understands the actual process and the waiting situation for this apartment in particular. This process was one of the longest processes I've ever had to go through. I would not wish this on my worst enemy. I'm telling you that right now. I would never wish the process that I had to go through on my worst enemy. Like my waiting season, it was horrible for me. And I'm not going to lie and say, like I said, that picture, the graphic is real cute for this audio. But it was not all of that. It was not peaches and cream with me. Um, And y'all know, I like to keep it real. So right before I moved into this place, there was a lot of things that went down, a lot of things that happened. And just to sum it up, so it won't be a super long story. I had 60 days to move because I put in my 60 day notice, the location, everything like that. It was just too long from my school and my job. And I just needed to move into, I thought I needed to move into a new place. I hope y'all caught that. I thought I needed to move into a new place. Um, But at the end of it, I was like, damn, maybe I should have stayed because (laughs) it was such a long and drawn out process, Um, which, you know, I am new to this adulting thing. So I'm hearing that moving is a long process, but this was even longer with the expectation of me moving into D.C. I had to be out, but I did not expect my waiting period or my waiting time to be so long. And in my eyes, it was long. But if I think about it, it was super short. But it's like when you're going through something, you never, you just feel like you're going through that thing for a lifetime. And it could really be two, three weeks. And you just feel like, oh, my God, when will this end? So when I was moving, I didn't tell anybody. I wanted to keep something to myself. And I wanted to be able to tell maybe the handful of friends. So when I say I didn't tell anybody, it wasn't blasted on social media. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, just pack my first box. Like, no, it was with me and my close friends, literally my close friends on my social media and my close friends in real life. Um, I didn't want to tell anybody because it really wasn't their business. And I also wanted didn't want anybody to compare themselves to me because a lot of people tend to compare themselves to others without knowing the full story so my move was a process and it took me a minute to actually trust the process through this move like I was going through a lot mentally that I could just not put in words because I'm a last minute person some of it was on me but then some of it was really on God and his timing and I ended up trying to put my timing in front of his he ended up telling me child that's not what we gonna do so When you think about it, you can be waiting for anything. You could be waiting for that job. You could be waiting for that car. You could be waiting for the house. You could really be waiting for your career to jump off and start off. And a lot of people don't even start their careers and stuff until like mid 40s or 50s. And I know that sounds discouraging now or sometimes even 60s and 70s, but it may sound discouraging. It may. But what it is, is they're being prepared throughout their waiting season so throughout that two to three weeks which I felt was a month long and the longest process I've ever been through in my life I was only being prepared to move into this place that I never knew I could even be in like if you would see where I'm at right now in the area that I'm in in the community that I'm in I already know I'm about to have some fire podcasts I already know I'm about to meet some new people 
like-minded people. I'm about to elevate. So after the wait, you elevate, but you got to wait first. And I think that's the hardest part. And your wait for some may take days, for some may take years. So it's like, you know that you're supposed to be this person. You know that you want to you want to be this person in your life and you know what you want to do. You know what you want to see. Like I, before I even looked at this particular apartment, I told my friends, I said, I want big, long windows. And they were like, how are you going to get that in DC? Yo, you can't afford that. Da, da, da. And like, they didn't say you can't afford it, but it was just like, girl, that's not even a thing that you should be thinking about right now. But it's like, I seen this image in my head of what I saw myself doing. And so I had to wait for me to receive what I was expecting. But it's like, when I got in here, I was like, oh my goodness, these were the windows that were like, it was, it was a big thing. So it's like, we already see ourselves as being these people in our careers and our families, having families, like um, my main audience is younger people. So having families and you see yourself as this mom, or you see yourself as whatever you are pushing yourself to be, you can see it. Um, because you have to see it first, but for you to get there, it does not come overnight. And I think that's the hardest part you putting in the work. Like it don't matter if not one person listens to this podcast, it doesn't come overnight. You got to gain that momentum. The only reason some people that came back from season one to season two is because they enjoyed season one. You get what I'm saying? But if I would never have started season one and waited for those people, it would never have happened. It's crazy because I was listening to a podcast, my podcast, right before I started this one to just hear how I sounded. And it was, I think it was like the fifth one. And I was like, and I just want to say, I'm so grateful for the 600 listens we have. Honey, we are at 2000 something. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait. You got to be grateful for whatever you're going through right now, but you have to wait. And that shit sucks. It's not cute. You got to fake a smile. You got to laugh. The crazy part about it is I'm going through this move while I'm still working my full-time job. I'm still going to school full-time. I'm still turning assignments. My professors don't know. My classmates don't know. The people that I work with, they know that I'm moving, but they don't know that my 60 day notice is running up and now I got to find a place to go or I could be put out. It was that serious. Like it was literally the last week of cutoff and I had to ask them to extend it for another week. They overcharged me, but I had to ask them to extend it for another week because this apartment still was not ready. Or I thought I was rushing God's timing, just rushing it. Like, He's not, I was thinking to myself, like, God ain't gonna let me try to force myself to stay another week. No, baby, I had to stay another week in almost a second week. So good things take time. Oh, that was good. Good things take time because they do. They do, they do, they do. Now that I'm here, I realize what I was waiting for. But when I was in that season of waiting, mm -mm. you wouldn't have been able to tell me nothing. Seriously. I was crying almost every day. I didn't know what to do. I hit a different point of adulthood. I feel like you don't hit a certain point of adulthood until you have to wait for something. It's crazy because while I was going through all of this, I saw something that said on Instagram that you will never be in the place that you are currently in again. 
You will never be the woman that you are currently are today. You will never be the man that you currently are right now. So you have to give that person some grace. And when I saw that, that's true. I was laying in my bed crying. You will never be this person crying like this again over some last minute stuff. Like, that's how you have to do. But while you are this person, give this person some grace. Show her some light. Because you're doing it. You're doing it. Some of the stuff that you, you're doing it. A point in your life where you was living under your parents' roof. It was a point in your life where you didn't even have a job. You get what I'm saying? And now you mad because you live in Burgers at Burger King. You better be grateful. It was a point where you didn't have a car. It was a point where you didn't have, you get what I'm saying? It's certain things that are just worth waiting for. And so even though your current moment that you are in right now, give that person some grace because you are doing some of the things that you said that you, that couldn't be done. That don't mean you out here and you the top or you number one or, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that, but it means you're on your way to that person that you said you wanted to become. Something has changed within your waiting season, but you have to wait to see what it is. You have to wait. Have you ever like scrolled through your pictures and you just looking like, oh my God, if I only knew then what I know now, because at the end of the day, there is something positive that has changed. All of it can't be negative. Now, let's say that you was in a relationship back then and you lonely now. Sometimes that relationship wasn't healthy. That might be a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that placement that you thought that was so nostalgic and that you're looking back on and I wish that it was. No, you waited for this moment in your life currently. So give that person some grace. Give that person some energy. You didn't have a job. You didn't have a car. You didn't have a roof over your head. Sometimes you didn't even have food or money to pay for it. So it's like, give that person some grace. And it's crazy because while we waiting, sometimes we tend to, you know, be comparing ourselves to others. Now, all of a sudden you waiting for your big break and now you see somebody else got two million followers. Or now you you think that, you know, you waiting for your house and now you just seen that your ex, 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 ex friend in middle school then have a husband, got married, got kids and a house. And now she just bought a new car. And guess what? She works in New York at the top bank. Like it's always going to be some type of comparison. But what's for you is for you. Like you're always going to try to look for somebody that's doing better than you. But right now, the current season that you're in, the season that you actually waited for, was a reason you waited. And then always think about this. The grass is not always greener on the other side. So sometimes what you're waiting for, you might already be in the best current situation. But the wait is worth it. Like the wait and what you are actually wanting is worth it. But you have to wait. And during this time, it may look like depression. It may look like you're crying. It may look like you have to fake a smile or it may look like you have to kiss some ass. But at the end of the day, your ass need to wait because when it's your turn, it's going to be your turn. But say it with me. What's for me is for me. Come on, say it with me. What's for me is for me. And everything that happens, it's for a reason. So continue to wait. Continue to be in this season. 
continue to know who you are and who you are going to become because one day you will become that person. And we all young. We all are young. So, and it's crazy because I, I feel like I have people in here that are like 50 plus and like, I'm not young because um, my mom sends this to all her friends. Uh, but you are young. My Gigi lived to be, I think, 106. And during that time, she was in her right mind up until maybe like the last year of her, her life. And she would always say that she wasn't old. She never considered herself old. And it was because she always was learning and doing new things. So you're never too old to receive what you've been waiting for. It's like I look at Tabitha Brown. I look at other people whose career is just starting off and they're like in their 40s. And it's like maybe she had to wait till she was 40, which sucks right now if you're like 20 something like me. But (laughs) it's like maybe I had to wait until this point. But the wait is worth it. Whatever you've been waiting for is worth it. But you definitely just have to sit and wait. And I was going to give you some tips on how to manage this, but I'm going to be honest. I don't have tips on how to manage your weight because I haven't managed my weight yet. I'm still waiting to be discovered. I'm still waiting to do the career that I would like to do. So I can't really give anybody any tips on how to do it. I can just say that I know that the waiting season is always going to be worth it. And in that season, you have to be grateful for what you receive. So just continue to wait. Just continue to wait. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. All right. So before I head out and before I go, I definitely want to say that women-owned businesses is still a thing. So if you are a woman-owned business or if you know of a woman-owned business, you can always email us your business and you may be featured on the show. Last season, we featured about 10 women-owned businesses, black women-owned as well. Um, and just, we need women entrepreneurs. It can be from writing a book to braiding eyebrows. We just want to support our women entrepreneurs. So please definitely DM us, uh, email us, look down at the bottom of your screen right now. And you can see all of the information on how to get in contact with Never Judge a Brook Pod. All right. So that is a wrap of season two, episode one, The Wait. I am so happy to be back. It's been great. I enjoyed myself. I had a great time, okay? And I'm learning something each time I speak because it's always something new that comes out. So I hope you are too. Please make sure to tag us in your selfie care. I didn't gave a whole lecture about what that means and what it truly means to not only me, but this podcast. Also, make sure you are commenting and rating the podcast please 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 that helps out so much so definitely leave us a rate if you enjoyed even if you didn't enjoy please rate and comment so i can know what to do to change um we always need to follow us on instagram at never judge a brook pod follow us on twitter at brook pod and email us at never judge brook at gmail.com and as always remember never judge anyone because you don't know their story All right, y'all. See y'all next time.